Attention, here we embark on a colorful exploration of mental health conversations. Expect deep discussions, humor, sarcasm, and a bit of cussing because, hey, that's just how we roll. Let's just set the record straight. The views expressed here are our own and might not represent the entire podcast beliefs or our guests. Our aim? To enlighten through humor. But hey, take it easy. Don't sweat the small stuff. Legal issues? No, thank you. We prefer to keep this space lawsuit-free. So gear up, enjoy yourselves, and join us in navigating the colorful world of mental health on the Different Spectrums podcast. Bye. Thank you. Hey, everybody. We back again. We back. All right. I'm Spencer, and of course, we have our licensed clinical therapist, Nas. Hello, Dr. Nas. And today, Arab Dr. Nas. All right. Well, I'm claiming Arabs today. I'm claiming Arabs. Oh, okay. Good. Good. Fuck those Mexicans. Right? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we did Blue Beetle. I talked about you know my culture there. Now we're going. We're going another way. Now you're, now you're on the Arab side. I understand. Yep. You can switch. I get it. This is the Different Spectrums podcast, where we talk about movies, shows, and the mental health aspects that surround them. We also like to have some laughs, so don't take us too seriously. Or do. That's up to you. There we go. Also, don't forget to wrap those likes for us. We'd really appreciate it. So, before we get into it today, we have a special guest for the show. She is a therapist with over 10 years' experience in the mental health field. She's also the founder of Abound and Flourish Counseling. Please welcome Vanessa Robinson to the show. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Hello. All right. <laughs> Can't wait to talk with you today. Um, but with that, let's kind of get into it. Um, so uh, today we're going to be doing the show Remy on Hulu. Uh, we're going to be talking about a plethora of topics, including boundaries, uh, dating, uh, fear, family dynamics, and also those little microaggressions. Gotta love them. Not racist, though. Not racist. Not at all. You have such nice hair. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> uh, before we get into it, Nas, anything? Uh, well said, Spence. Uh, today, I assume will be a more serious conversation about a lot of different topics, even though we started off with a few jokes. Um, there are some funny clips that are in the scenes. Uh, trigger warning for some folks, uh, because we will be talking about suicidality for a quick bit. Um, but that'll be come towards the end of the pod. Uh, excited to talk about boundaries. It, lo it looks like it's a boundary session. So <laughs> we go, we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about it. And, and mostly ain't none of y'all about to set any goddamn boundaries. So, so we, 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 we're about to try and force you to set them because part that's the biggest thing is self-care is setting yes. those. So this is actually a very good pod for a lot of folks to listen to specifically folks that are more anxious or folks that are neurodivergent that are used to having their boundaries pushed and pushed and pushed. Okay, let's get into it. Let's chop it up. Let's have some fun. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Hey! <laughs> there you go. Inshallah. <laughs> All right. It's-a me, a Spencer, and I'm here to talk about our longtime collaborator, Cure Hydration. 
Cure is a premium hydrating electrolyte drink mix made with organic coconut water and pink Himalayan salt with no sugar added. It contains four times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks. My go-to flavor is grapefruit, but if you're not into that, you can go and get their variety pack with eight different flavors to sample. Go to curehydration.com or go to our link tree and use the code DSP20 to get 20% off your entire order today. Um, Muhammad's going to do his cut big tab right after prayer, so... I don't understand. Why is he getting married before you? Okay, I gotta go. Hey, maybe you can find a girl in there. I'm not going to flirt with girls at the mosque. Why not? The girls in there are high quality. The mosque is for praying. It's not for picking people up. And it's like a bunch of families, too, and you can't just walk up to a Muslim girl and, like, start spitting game or something. What, what am I supposed to say? Like, hey, can I get your father's number? Yes, why not? I, I gotta go. I'm gonna be late. Ya yeah, Allah. Rami, do you want to stay alone forever? <laughs> no, Mom, I, I don't. I, just because I'm not with someone doesn't mean I'm gonna be alone forever, okay? I, I, I'm just figuring it out, okay? Hey. Ta'alayhim. <laughs> غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين كل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد الله سمع الله الحمد الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر Hey man, I'm sorry about that. Hey. No, no worries, man. How are you? It's been a while, dude. Yeah, yeah, I know. Long fucking time, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, man, what what is this you guys are doing? Is this that um that prayer shit that you do? Yeah, you know, it's it's Ramadan, so Ramadan. we were just eating before the sun rises and praying. Dope. Yeah. That's sick. That's sick, man. Ramadan. Cool. You good? Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, nah, nah, I'm not, man. I'm working this construction job, these fucking early ass hours, and but I need him, you know. I knocked this bitch up in Jersey City last year, and you know how these bitches are, just trapped and whatever, everyone they can, yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I had to find a job real quick, and uh, we're rebuilding that bridge over in Newark. Dope. Yeah. Yeah, man, I've, yeah. I've been on it. Well, dude, it, it and, was really uh, good seeing you, man. A few months ago, uh, they found a lump on my mom. They found it late, you know? I mean, we got her at Hackensack now, and... I mean, she's a fighter, man, but I, I don't know, you know? I mean, we don't know what's gonna happen. Sorry, man. Yeah, and, uh... Fuck. And I see you doing this prayers, and, You know, it just got me thinking, like... I'm not religious or nothing, you know? But I, I'm feeling like... I could use a little help from up there, you know? So listen, dude. Do me a favor, all right? Pray for her. 
okay? Dude, I, I will, man. I'm going to pray for her, and I'll pray for your whole family, man. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. No, dude. no, no. Just do another one of those right now, real quick, okay? We, you know, we just did it, and, and we actually, we pray five times a day, so I'm going to get her on the next one. It's my fucking mom, bro. All right? She's got stage four breast cancer. I know how the day goes. You're a busy guy. Just throw one down for her, real quick, okay? Come on, man, I know you're keeping Steve alive with all this shit, right? Nobody, nobody thought he'd have all those birthdays. Don't break my balls. Do the Ramadan. Okay. Thank you. Her life is in your hands, okay? All right, okay. All right. You don't want to take your shoes off? You don't want to do it like out loud, like you were doing before, you know, like loud. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> Rabbil Alameen. Uh, her name is uh, Jackie. Jackie. Allah yashfiq ya Jackie. Wushan. Sean. Ya Allah. You know, Dina, I've been at the doctor's and he told me that juice has a lot of sugar in it. And you know, sugar is really bad for you. He said it's like a food for cancer. So do you not want me to drink this juice? That's not what I'm saying. I want you to do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Just be careful, Habibti. Habibti, try this, try this instead. It's much better for you. Yeah, I've tried water, Dad. I know what it tastes like. Ma. Where are the keys? I can't find them. Where are you going? I'm going out. Come eat, Habibi. Yeah, I, I gotta go, though. At least take some balawa with you, okay? Yeah, You'll right. be hungry later. Balawa's filled with sugar. No, no way. Yeah. It's natural. It's honey from bees. There's honey. Yeah. No. The keys are in my purse near the balawa. Oh. Uh, okay, I'm going to Fatna's tonight. Again, Dina? This is the second time this week. I'm 25 years old. Why is there a limit? Does anyone even care where Rami goes? You guys never ask him where he is. He just told me he's going out. That's what I just said. He literally gave you no information. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Love you, Mom. Love you, Habibi. What time are you coming back? I don't, I don't know. Okay, I'm leaving. Okay, Dina. Just don't be late. Yeah, Mama Habibti, please, text me when you get there. Okay, Mom. Okay, stand this way, stand this way. Please, soft on the driving. Careful with the brakes. Okay, Mom. <laughs> Dina, you have to watch this. Well, no, I'm good. Um, I'm going out. <laughs> Where are you going? I'm just going with some friends. And I don't care how many times it's been this week or whatever. Yeah. You straightened your hair. <laughs> what is wrong with you? What? Every time you look at me, it's like about what I look like or what I'm wearing. I mean, I'm just, like, are you attracted to me? 
Because if you weren't my uncle, you'd basically be catcalling me. It's really disgusting. So just figure out what's going on with you and your feelings before talking to me about how I look. Bye, Mom. Bye. Wait, Tina, where are you going? Hello everyone, this is Dr. Nas, and this is just an attention and trigger warning for the next scenes may show some depiction of violence, drug and alcohol, you know, maybe there's abuse. We just want to give people time and then the mental like space to know like, hey, something's coming up. And so we're going to get into the next scene. You're more than welcome to skip ahead into the next scene or the next commercial break if you want to. But just knowing that these may touch on some sensitive topics, which also could include self-harm, suicidality and things like that as well. So. Enjoy the show. Let's get into it. And remember, if you want to skip forward, then you're more than welcome to. This is the official trigger warning for the scene. All right, everyone. Take care and much love. Steve, you look just like your avatar. I'm so glad you came. Of course. I said I would. Who's this? Oh, yeah. Uh, this is Rami. He's just my aide. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh just his aid, uh, very, very minimal involvement uh, with his life. That's so chill. Come in. Welcome to the abode. That's Christy over there. She's being fucking weird today. Did you bring the shit? Of course. Robbie. Robbie. Okay. Oh, sweet! We finished out my parents' cabinet and they're gone for the weekend, so we were like, oh, we gotta get more. So this is awesome. <gasps> this shit is lit. This shit is gonna be lit. This shit is lit. This, this shit, shit is gonna be lit. This shit is gonna be lit. This shit is gonna be lit. I'm a poor stuff. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Dude, you're some good stuff. Dude, what the fuck is happening right now? What? These girls are really young, man. She said that she lives here with her parents. Okay. We live with our parents. It's a fucked up economy. Yeah, I don't think this is because of the economy, man. Hey. <laughs> oh. Uh, no, I don't, I don't need a shot. I'm good. I, uh, I actually am driving because I'm his aide. So I'm on the clock. More for us? Yes. Should. I? Be my guest. Uh, he's actually, he's really can't either. He's a little bit of a lightweight and his condition and stuff, so um, it's probably better if he doesn't. Well, they're already poured, so there's no turning back. <sighs> okay, you want to pace yourself a little, or? <clears throat> Coconut is my jam! All right, let's go. Like that fucking blunt, bitch. Like that fucking blunt, bitch. <laughs> Sit down, stop being weird. Okay. Oh, you're on duty, I remember. Yeah. Uh, Steve's good, actually. Uh, he needs a ventilator to breathe, so I don't think smoke's gonna help him. I use a ventilator, so I can live for this. He's fine, thank you. Hey, Michaela, you said you wanted to show me your gaming setup? Oh, yeah. Let's go.
Hey, um, it's... Christy. Christy, yeah, hey. Hi. You've been, um, like, partying all day, or? Are <laughs> you calling so hardy? I don't know, Michaela's like on one or something. Yeah, I'm gonna go check on Steve and just make sure that we're, I'll be right back. Okay. Can I like control your joystick? I don't see why not. There's so many buttons. Rummy! Those shots you got were lit as fuck. I've gotta get more. Oh, hey, hey, Michaela. Uh, you think you could give Steve and I a sec? I just wanna like check out his uh, oxygen and, you know, heart rate and all that. That's cool. A bitch gotta pee anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe just ha have some water too, yeah? Just a, like a sip of water. Dude, we gotta get out of here now. These girls are definitely in high school. Yeah. She's 16. You knew that? Dude, she's underage. According to the state of New Jersey, 16 is the age of consent. We bought them alcohol, dude. That's definitely illegal. They were drinking before we got here. If anything, we're chaperoning. Yeah, we are chaperoning. That girl has braces, Steve. You're judging. If she's drunk, how can she even fucking consent to the age of consent? Um, I can't physically force myself onto anyone. I think that's pretty fucking obvious. I need you proof. I don't feel good about this at all. Rami, I don't have the same options that you do. I can't just go to a party on the Upper East Side. I can't just use apps to meet people. I know this shit's weird, but we've been flirting all week, way before she was drunk. She likes me. I like her, and she wants me here. So please, just let me have this one. Want one? Um, nah, I'm okay, I don't drink. You're straight-edged? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I tried that once. It was a fucking failure. Michaela always does this. She's like always trying to be like open-minded or alternative or whatever. Like last year she was hooking up with this cholo dude from Patterson and I was like, dude, he's in a gang. And, and she just said that she was trying to help immigration or something. I don't know, she's just like brilliant awoke dick. I guess disabled is a step up. Yeah, disabled is, uh, sounds better. <laughs> she slept with my boyfriend last year. I'm sorry, that, um, that sucks. How could you hook up with someone that's already in a relationship? It's just, like, so messed up. I mean, like, at least in college, people have their, like, shit figured out. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, college doesn't make all those things any clearer, you know? I mean, I think sometimes people sleep with the wrong person and they don't know, you know, why they did it. It just it just happened. And, and, and it doesn't mean they're a bad person, you know? Um, if anything, these things get a little more complicated the older you get. <laughs> sometimes I wonder if I should just, like, fucking kill myself. <laughs> what? 
everyone says these are the best years of our lives. And if that's true, that's just like fucking depressing. Like you said, huh? It's not gonna change. But it, it, it does change a little bit. Like, it doesn't fully change, but there's definitely change. I just don't want to be here anymore. I just can't do it anymore. I just can't, okay? <laughs> what, what if I, um... What if I just, what if I take a drink with you, huh? Yeah. Let's have that drink. <laughs> Come on, here we go. I'm, I'm gonna... I need, I need someone uh, to cheers with, right? Gonna... You probably don't even drink this girly shit, do you? No, I've, I'll, I'll, I'll drink. Just, just, I'll drink it with you. Just let's have a cheers. Come on, let's do it. I, I can't do it if you don't. Cheers! Just cheers! There you go. It... Um, that was really good, and 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 this is this is really good, yeah. Like look, like look. I I know I haven't known you that long, but you're one of the coolest people I've ever met. Seriously, like the fact that you were able to forgive Michaela after she slept with your boyfriend. There's not a lot of people like that, you know, like the. The, the world needs more people like you to to be alive, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Mm -hmm. I actually wrote a song about everything that happened last year. Do you want to hear it? I, I would love to hear it. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to play the backtrack and, and do the vocals, like, live. <laughs> yeah, live vocals is good. Great. <laughs> Betrayal. Betrayal. Do you know what it feels like to be betrayed? Never thought it would happen, but then it happened. No, it can't unhappen. Betrayed. And the sun doesn't know because it happened under the moon. Thought we were friends. Will we ever make amends? And then God cried, even he didn't know why I was betrayed. Wow, that was, that was really powerful. I mean, that, that, that whisper at the end, that, that, wow. It was just so vulnerable and so, so you, yeah? And, uh, it's good. Thank you. You know, I love your beard. Yeah, it's like so cool. Like, all the guys at school try to grow beards, but it just looks like pubic hair. It takes time, you know, like uh, people usually grow them in college, you know, which which is where you'll, you'll be going soon, yeah? Well, thanks for being such a good listener. Yeah, of course. Look, it, it, was, a, it was a really good song, so it was easy to listen to. No. I I mean, sometimes I feel like no one can hear me, but you do. <laughs> you know, I've been thinking about what you said before. About, uh... About, about forgiveness. 
and how that makes me a stronger person. I think I really needed to hear that. To know that there's something good about me that I'm like worth love. <laughs> yeah. Can I like touch your beard? It's so cool. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what does your beard smell like? Ah, uh, it just it just smells like hair. <laughs> what? Yeah, just like like it's like the hair like, like on your head, yeah. Hey everyone, before we get into the show, please check out our collaborator, Bubs Naturals. They sell a variety of health and wellness products, including collagen peptides, MCT oil powder, coffee, apple cider vinegar gummies, and other amazing products. Go to bubsnaturals.com and use our code DSP20 to get 20% off your entire order. And with that, let's get into the show. Right, and we are back. We're back. And we're live. Just as live. All I can think of is Haram. I'm sorry. My friend just kept saying Haram. Oh, we're back like Haram. Let's go. We're going right to hell. Oh my God. <laughs> it's all Haram. It's Haram. Haram on your family. Uh. Haram on your cow. <laughs> Dishonor. Dishonor. Uh. All right. There goes one side of our. <laughs> well, we had the Arabs for, you know, about 10 minutes there. <laughs> all right. Sorry to all, all my right. people. I'm going so before we shut up, before we get to Vanessa, shout out to all of our collaborators Bubs Naturals, Cure Hydration, Pinfinity, Silver Dollar Candle, Two Nerds Candle Company, Cat and Raven Company, and Toink toys uh you can get up to 20 percent off by using the code dsp or dsp20 also you can go to our link in the description and you can find all of our great collaborators there as well as some other great tools to help you out some self some self-help tools to help you out so go check all of those out um and use our code if you want to buy something because guess what we want money, you know? We just want a little bit of money. Just a little bit. That's and they it. save, so it works. Yeah, so it's, you know, it helps you help us, us, and you can contribute to your favorite podcast. Good girl, With, now. Good plug, which, Spence, we are going to actually post. Uh, we are in the, we are the number one podcast for like, a, it only it's only Spotify, though, because we don't get the main numbers. For 22 oh. people that listen on Spotify, we are the number one. We are the top five in 75 peoples, and we are in the top 10 of 150 peoples. Now take that take that percentage and then metastasize that because only about 30% listen on Spotify. 60% of them are on actually Apple, and, and Apple doesn't give us that data. Hmm. So we're actually the top in a lot of people's podcasts. So there you go. Tell you that thought, let's go. Let's at Spotify and Apple, reach out to us. But FYI, for all you bastards that said we never had a shot. That's we're like right. 20 grand in the hole but at least we got some people listening hey 20 people listening shout out to those 20 20 people times you know 60 percent. i don't know what that another five i don't know either Can't whatever people listening. people listening all right i'm sorry i i'll post about that this week great so let's get to our guest for today before we get into remy uh vanessa 
So I talked a little bit about you, but could you give us a little rundown about you and how did you get into, you know, the mental health field? Yeah. But I mean, long, complicated answer, but shorter answer. Yeah. I thought I wanted to do like child psychology work and went to school for that and then realized it was really hard work. And so I decided I wanted to do therapy, um, had some lovely experiences with it. And then my own family upbringing resulted in some, you know, right. Mediation, things like that. So a little bit of environment, a little bit of genetics, and then I, I really enjoy it. So that's how I got here. Okay. What's your license? Uh, are you LPC or are yeah. you a social worker? LPCC. There you go. CC. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had to do an extra 12 credits of school to get Got it. Minnesota has weird licensing stuff. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. And how did you come about our, our show? Yeah. So Dr. Nas reached out. Uh, or did you, Spencer? No. Okay. I was going to say, I think. Okay. If you saw yeah. a lot of emojis, it's definitely, it's definitely not us. Yeah. Yeah. It was him then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you reached out, checked it out <laughs> and I think it's really cool what you guys are doing. So first podcast ever. Thanks. Hey. Oh, for real? Oh, there hey. you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. never do it again. It looks like after this. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I mean, look. We've heard from a bunch of people who actually done podcasts, like who have done other ones that they are very kind of like strict. You stick to the script. You don't really, you know, get your personality out. And on here, it's kind of just that flowing conversation. Don't right? talk. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. You yep. just talk. Yeah. That's about it. You don't have to, you know, we send you a script, but nobody reads it. So it's like, you know, hey, it's all good. <laughs> hey, the people that were really like anxious did read it. Uh, but everyone else there has been go. so much chill. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think the good thing is people just get to be authentically them. And when you're working with a lot of neurodivergent folks and talking to them, they can unmask. So that's the cool thing is everyone can unmask with us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it will be some fun. First one, this is a good way to start your first one. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best one you want to start. It is a good one. <laughs> yep. Now you're about to be on a whole tour of podcasts yeah. after this. I got the best people. It's the best podcast. Yeah. It's, the, it's the best. Reelect me. It's a great impression. Yeah. I'm going to give him a red hat for Christmas. He's going to oh, love it. <laughs> <laughs> so um one question i do have for you is um when you're we've talked about especially with nas and how he kind of connects with his clients um he usually uses like you know he has toys gadgets things that you know they can kind of fill around with and then he also uses his humor sometimes as well um with helping his clients so i kind of wanted to know what is your um what's your method on how you get your clients to open up that's a good question um i think the more that i've done therapy right with for, with my own therapist and then the more i get to connect with folks and be on my own i think just being myself helps a lot so being mm -hmm. i love swearing that's fun Hey. Which I don't. Can I do that on this podcast? Oh yeah, I didn't, yeah. Fuck yeah. Didn't, haven't um, we already? <laughs> girl, <laughs> girl. <Not yet. laughs> hey. she's like engaged sailor mode. 
<laughs> do sailors even swear that much? I don't know. Do we just are we just I mean, microaggression sailors? I think more army people swear than sailors. I'm gonna be honest with you. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Marines yeah. don't need to swear. You're already scared to death of Marines. Yeah, no, they don't even need to talk, really. They're just yeah. like, not messing with that one. I'll kill you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, continue. You enjoy swearing. <laughs> uh, love swearing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, you know, I'm just myself. I think doing some sharing, not oversharing, so people are concerned about me, but oversharing to an extent, because yep. as a human, I think we all go through experiences, and that can be a really overwhelming, scary part of therapy is making it harder to like unmask or be yourself. Um, and then I do a lot. My, my jam is somatic stuff. Um, so one of my mentors, I'm not somatically trained yet, but one of my mentors, her whole background's in somatic experiencing. And so my whole thing is, oh yeah. Sorry. Could you actually explain kind of what that is for viewers that might not know what that is? Mm -hmm. And I apologize if it's not as eloquent or understanding, but essentially somatic experiencing is when we go through a stressful lived experience, when we don't get to fight or flight that, like if you think about your dog or cat that might growl or run away and hide, when we don't get to do that, trauma gets, or that stressful experience gets stuck in our body. Mm. And so by doing somatic exercises, which is just kind of learning how to listen to our body, um, we get to do stuff like breathing and movement and, and other type of things, fidgeting, right? Um, that stuff will help our body get out of that trauma response or release it. And I don't know if you two would add anything to that. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of folks um, experience things more like right physically. And especially if mm -hmm. you have, Jesus, why do I want to say that word? Alexithymia. I wanted to say psychothymia. Alexithymia, and you can't really identify what emotions where and what's going on. Usually got a lot of somatic stuff going on, a lot of physical symptoms going on. So folks that are neurodivergent, you know, ADHD, might not be able to pinpoint shit. And so you're like, damn, what do I do? Where do I go? And then, okay, listen to you. Tell me, you know, you're tense. What's going on here, right? And you got acid reflux. Like for me, is the acne break. There's a lot of physical symptoms that can come out. And then we start trying to prep them uh, or identify them quicker and then relax and recover. We can also see with somatic stuff like, now, when are you getting like this? Is it at night? Is it around humans? Is it around specifically men? Is it around your parents and you're sitting around the table and they're messing with you about, you know, dating or, or gender roles, politics? Still haven't figured out what word I want to use for that. Um, so a lot of physical symptoms can manifest in certain situations and contexts. So thank you for adding that. Uh, yeah. So you, that was your 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 boss? Or your, your supervisor or something like that? Or is it a mentor you said? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Melanie Benton and Lori. My, they're located in St. Paul. Great, great folks. Mm -hmm. So, um, St. Paul's trash. It's fine. Sorry. That's, that's a whole person. <laughs> I'm in Minneapolis. It's okay. I know. Once yeah. you go Minneapolis, you don't really go back. So. I love Minneapolis. Oh, Minneapolis was, is a beautiful place. I've said this before. I went to a Rick Ross concert and they could not pronunciate like Minneapolis at all. At all. Every time, like, hey, Minneapolis. You're like, oh my God. And everyone in the crowd is like, oh my God. Oh my. Come on, guys. Let's go. Come on. It's never good when you have a hype man going, Minneapolis. Hey, just getting the crowd like, up. There. We, hey, it's like a good song, but. He got a stutter. It's fine. He's a disability. 
<laughs> it's bad when all of them had a t- stutter. <laughs> Two chains, all of them. They were just like Minneapolis. <laughs> must be some good weed, boy. That's a good weed. That's a chronic. Oh my god. That's your... <laughs> chronic. All right. Shut <laughs> back, back uh, to your training. Okay, so we talked about somatic, and then what? So, what are some other things that you do to make just individuals feel relaxed? invited uh yeah it's i mean it's hard i think i just trust is kind of that consistency over time and so i just kind of i express my boundaries right i tell people what i like to give a lot of information and neuroscience behind why we're doing what we're doing nice and then choice and seeing if if people are comfortable with that and really just trying to help them get to embodiment and like listen to their inner wisdom so consent Love it. I love when therapists give informed consent. I love it. Mm -hmm. All right. What else you guys spent? Well, you, I've seen, you know, I've seen the pictures where you're all tatted up. You got, you got the Mm -hmm. tattoo. And so Mm -hmm. did you kind of, have you always been like that where you wanted like tattoos or did you kind of realize, you know, after you um, started your own business that you like, Hey, I'm going to just let everything kind of go now. And now I can really go for my tats. That's a great question. Um, Again, a lot of life experiences. I think it's something I've always wanted. And then after being able to kind of, do my own work and realize I can be myself and it's safe to be myself. Mm-hmm. Definitely started getting a lot more and money helps too. Cause they're expensive, yeah. but I need the money. Um, yeah. The more I went towards myself and again, my mentors were very cool and supportive and um, told me to express myself. So okay. definitely got more. So do you got, do you got a bunch of them then? Spence said you got a full arm tat. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I've got a lot of them. I mean, my whole body isn't like covered, I guess. My you got some on, I have yeah. a lot on this arm and a couple on this arm and there you right. go. Yeah. Clients clients like it or they they be like, damn. You know, you want it, you want it damn. <laughs> you you got some you know, you see a lot of tattoos, you're like, you've been through some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but clients that do I appreciate it. I know some clients when they see like I only have one and they see it and they're like, some of them like it. Some of them like, my parents said, you're going to hell. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you're Satanist. Jesus. <laughs> I think I've kind of tried to market myself towards folks who are, we have similar backgrounds and beliefs and okay, safe and affirming. So for the most part, I mean, if people have issue, people have made comments and I'm honest and I'll talk about it with them, but no one, except for my mom, no one is upset about them. So there you go. <laughs> Shout out yeah. to moms. Shout out to sorry, moms. Mom. You'll be all right. You know, you'll be good. Yeah. You'll be soft. You know how you know how yeah. your old folks are, you know. It's all right. You know, she talked to you too much. You just push her when she in the, you know, her little walk. Oh my God. <laughs> you can always do her like the Sopranos. <laughs> oh. <laughs> pivot. Um pivot. 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 <laughs> pivot. Um, real quick, and then we'll get into some the show. Uh so today. You've got like this, like this sweater on, very professional, right? You got this professional vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, is this what you want? You like, you look gorgeous. Is this what you wanted to wear today, or did you want to come like more authentic and just like some ripped jeans? You know, you know, hair and like a mohawk <laughs> with the pointies and shit. She's like, hey. If, I mean, I am wearing sweatpants, so. 
professional on the top, party on the bottom. But (laughs) (laughs) for the most part, (laughs) yeah, for the most part, I think my my daily wear is kind of similar to my therapy wear. I guess changes a little bit, but that's awesome. It's cold here. Oh, it's true. It's cold. Yeah, yeah. It started snowing here last night. So, oh, it did. Oh yeah. Oh shit. All right. 50 degrees here. I guess we'll probably get it. We usually get the bad stuff after y'all do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for humoring me. FYI, quite lovely. Quite enjoy you already. And, you know, I'm pushing, mm-hmm. I'm teasing you and stuff like that. You, obviously, it's all in good faith. Uh, yeah. And don't take anything serious that I say. I'm a complete fucking idiot. So. Uh. I love humor. Oh, there you go. They usually call him Dr. Moron. <laughs> they usually go, doctor. Where's <laughs> the all right right. well it's gonna be great to have you so now we're actually going to be getting into the scenes we're gonna be talking some stuff the business we're getting into the bit into the beans no let's not start this again all right right, i'm done i know we're talking about errors today we're getting into the hummus of it all there you go (laughs) olive oil all right so today like I said, we're going to be talking about Remy. Uh, it's a show on Hulu. Um, can we get some one of you? Can we get like a breakdown of what Remy is? Because I've never seen it. Vanessa, please humor us. So we're starting to break down the shows, but kind of like in a wrong way. So t- we're going to talk about the scenes very good, but get, talk about oh, no, Remy, but like in that. a wrongish way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then Dude. we'll talk, and then I'll introduce oh, what it's. Dude. Yeah. Please do it in a wrong way, and then do whatever you want. What's the show about? I'll try to speak my best on it, and then I think it aligns more with your life experience. So if you want to speak about those parts, that'd be great. Um, But essentially, it follows a guy who is um, growing up in the States. His parents immigrated here. It kind of goes over his life experience. The first season is all about him trying to find himself and love and try to figure out dating and who he is as a person. Um, anything you would add to that? There's a lot I'm missing. No, it's that's it. It's a young person that happens to be Arab, that happens to be Muslim, that's growing up in this family and trying to figure out life, who they are, what's their identity, what, what's their cultural beliefs, and then seeing if they're going to stick with it or move outside of that. Uh, it's about a young man that tries to help a lot of individuals and ends up getting shit on and a lot of things backfire. Um, yeah. If I was to talk about it in a wrong way, in a, in a wrong way, it, <laughs> Here we go. I'm trying to think. Like, how does Spencer do this? Because uh, I always put him on pressure to do it, and then now I'm like, fuck, yeah, I don't know. How does it feel? How does it feel? <laughs> it's not too easy to be funny on the spot, is it? Yeah. It's about... <laughs> it's about the white man. <laughs> and, 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 and the pressure for the Arab people. <laughs> it's, it's what it is. Isn't that what it is, though? <laughs> it is. But that, it was a better way to say it with the voice. You just said it in a funny voice. That's not <laughs> making it wrong. <laughs> It's about Arab moron. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. It's hard. I don't get it. I don't know. It's about a man. That's Arab. <laughs> it's just a commercial about hummus. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. There it is. Well, shout out to that last you. Arab follower that we had. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to do death prayers on us. My father already does it daily. So, uh, all right. <laughs> Let's get into bed. I was like, Jesus Christ. I thought we were serious. Yeah. <laughs> you serious. Know, just stop. I had a business. <laughs> I know. 
Jesus. Yeah, Past I got... tense. <laughs> After this show comes out. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's uh, pivot again. Yeah. So these scenes, uh, we got we about 50 of them. Jesus Christ, Vanessa. You think someone's got anxiety choosing shit, you know? You need to work on that. You got no boundaries. Yeah, it's my inner perfectionist. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, we, we, at, at the counseling center here, they, they're going to run a perfectionist like group therapy. And I signed they, me up. I know. And they were like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and they were trying to like, they were struggling with names because they're all a bunch of perfectionist fucking idiots. Um, it's like, just That's pick awesome. a name. It's fine. And I, mm-hmm. I put in the chat, why am I like this? Why, why am I like this? Question mark. That should be the name of the group. I like that. <laughs> I know. Uh, all right. So we got roughly five scenes, but really we're going to triage it down into, into four. They're all roughly on one topic. Um, Spence, I am going to just kind of introduce like the scenes very quickly, and then you can shoot the questions. Uh, mm-hmm. First scene we have is the very opening of it, as all of you seen. And he is talking to his mother, and she's taking him, dropping him off into the uh, right into the mosque, into the church. And so, there's that. Uh, very simple, very quick. And then all the other ones kind of go throughout the entire course of the show, throughout his life. Um, Spencer, we'll go ahead and let you take it away. Yeah. So, um, something that the topic that we're going to be talking about throughout the show is boundaries. And so, um, what about this? Um, what about this scene really kind of got you to want to talk about boundaries? Yeah, I think, I mean, boundaries are really hard to set, right? If we grow up in environments where we weren't allowed them or weren't modeled them, or we had backgrounds where with systems and things where we weren't, it wasn't safe to do. Mm -hmm. So this starts out with a fun little intro. (laughs) Have you, do you know clients or have you yourself been through like this situation in this scene? Oh yeah. Fortunately, I don't experience it as much, as much anymore, but definitely clients, especially female identifying folks. It seems to be a question that they get asked more often, um, yeah. but it depends. Can, can either of you remember a time when your parent spent your mom ever drop you off or probably ever drop you off and you know, go get you, go get you a woman now. My mom probably actually wanted me to not be near women. To not be. Yeah. 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 Because then she was like, I'm not trying to have grandchildren right now. So I'm too young for this. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that's kind of the thing, right? It's like it's always going to be different, especially because it's like for them, it's because with my mom, obviously she dated outside of her race and things like that. And so um, it's a little bit different because mm-hmm. he's literally going to, you know, a mosque and things like that to meet, meet a, you know, a Muslim woman, even though he might, that might not be what he wants. Um, me, on the other hand, it was more about like protection of not trying to, you know, have a child and have all these different responsibilities too soon. Um so I guess it's all like different dynamics when it comes to that. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we see with this scene uh, that a lot of folks can relate to is the pressure. Uh, it, there's different gendered stuff in there, but there's a pressure that folks will feel, you know, when you go back for Thanksgiving. Oh, who you dating? Oh, you know, you ain't got no good girl yet. Or like, you know, tell, well, you know, 
Ain't got no good girl because I'm gay as hell. So, I got a good one. Uh, but in all seriousness, like I have my clients that they don't know what to do. I just got done talking about this with multiple clients. They came back from Thanksgiving and they're like, you know, I can't even tell them what's going on. I have some students that did tell their family what's going on. And they're like, we don't approve. Uh, and this is bad. This is haram. This is this is not good. Uh, this is sinful in, in religion. And it's tough, uh, right? And some of them, you know, stayed with their partners. And then some of them are like, they're like, yeah, I'm done. I'm like, what do you mean you're done? I'm like, yeah, they're like, I broke up. But you were like, happy with them. But I'm just going to focus on school now. I'm like, mm, isn't that reason why we came into therapy? Because you were too focused on school and that made you depressed as shit. So then we like had you do some fun stuff. And like also met some people. And then you were happy. I'm like, well, okay. You can't push. You just show them their actions and how other people are messing with them. It's tough. Um, specifically with Arab folks, there's just so many things. And so constricting sometimes. Uh, it can be intense. With a mom, God bless her heart. She just wants him to go talk to a good girl. Can you imagine Spence being there and like, Go, go. And he's like, what the fuck you want me to do? Like, you know how awkward this is? I'm supposed to ask her dad for a number? Like, <laughs> it's fine. It's oh, fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yes. Talk to him. <laughs> yeah. I'll just go up in there. Like, that'd be so weird. Yeah. Going to church. <laughs> just being like, hey, dad, hey, how are you? <laughs> hey, girl, you feel like sinning? Jesus. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'll make hey. you get the number that way. Right. Or yeah, you yeah. might. Well, you know. hey, hey. Got some sinners up in there. No, <laughs> Catholics. You know, you sin and then you just, you know, you repent and you good. Oh my God! Shut up. You good. <laughs> Catholic way. Oh There's an old story where it says, uh, uh oh, like a kid can't. No, it's actually a good story though, where the kid oh, okay. can't can't kid child can't afford a bike, so he tries to work this and that. Realizes it doesn't go well, so the child steals the bike. And the priest says, well, why would you do that? Because I'm going to ask for forgiveness and everything will be all, be fine. It was much easier to do that than do the other thing. So they say it's the Catholic way to, you know, not hate the sin or hate the sin. And then, you know, you're good afterwards. Uh, and it's like that for a lot of different religions. I'm kind of getting off top of the thing. But uh, I think many people understand that. It's like, hey, you, know, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Um, all right. Real quick, Vanessa. Who do you identify or who do you think you relate to in the show? Ooh, I mean, from a, I'm female identifying. So Dina is probably the closest character. Uh, but outside of that identity, do you relate to him with the boundary issues and the anxiety and like making people yeah. feel good and all that stuff? Or is it no, still her? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a, a little bit of everything. Right. Um, but yeah, boundaries, I still, I think that they're always going to be tough, especially if you're an empathic person. It, you are going to sometimes worry about the other person, and that means yeah. you care, but you also are allowed to set them, and hopefully they respond well and respect it. So, like, as we bounce to the second scene, um, where he's, you know, he's praying, and this dude comes up, and, like, it gets super weird. Explain, you know, a wonderful scene. Why did you pick that, and how would you actually help someone in that situation? Like, they came and tell you what someone just did to them. How would you kind of counsel them on that? And where would you go with that as like a treatment plan? Yeah. I So for folks who struggle with boundaries, one of the biggest things I see is that self-doubt. Where we're like, oh my gosh, I don't, we try to talk ourselves out of it or we don't know if we can trust ourselves. And so just by validating their experience of like, that was really 
messed up and being able to to help them look at it from another perspective and then be able to be able to do that in the future so if if they want to set a boundary hopefully he would never see that person again around me wouldn't have to deal with that dude again um but it would be helping him figure out what he was okay and not okay with in that situation it could have been him being like yeah good to see you i'm gonna walk away now and not allowing any of that emotional dumping or he could have said yeah i'll do some prayers but i'm not gonna do it right now and walk away how do you build someone's ego strength or identity to actually be able to say that though that's that's the tough one right Mm -hmm. So it can take a lot, right? Where I think a lot of that is where there's a couple things. I think some of it's getting insight into why boundaries are tough or what's coming up for them. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it might go back to a certain age or right, that neurology path of if we were a little kid and we were demanded to do things a lot or not allowed, or we had to look out for another caregiver. Um, I think I'm going on a tangent, but helping figure out where that comes from. And then I think also doing work with helping our more adult self be able to step in and, and say, hey, we're not going to do this or we're not going to allow this. Got it. So it's like different word, but, you know, the grooming or the, the training that you not necessarily the parenting, but the training that you've been through that kind of molds you into this person that kind of just bends to other people's will. It's like, oh, okay, you know, it's not a big deal. Oh, okay, it's not a big deal. And then, holy shit, you're like, I'm in a bad situation now. I'm being taken exactly. advantage of mentally, physically, emotionally, right, financially, and this is weird. Um, yeah. You know, sadly, you see it with a lot of neurodivergent folks. And then, Spence, I know you've seen this, where we got friends that are on the spectrum, and they're just being bombarded with, you know, harassment, or they're always having to support other people emotionally, financially. And it's like, damn, that's inappropriate. You sit there and you're like, damn, that's a horrible relationship. Right. You know, no one else could put up with this, you know, other than folks that kind of don't understand what's going on. Uh, and then your clients, they're wondering why they're overwhelmed. I'm like, oh, because your partners or your friend or your parents like toxic as shit. Right. Um, so that grooming or the upbringing uh, can perpetuate throughout a life cycle and then end up in your, you know, even long term throughout marriages. Um, what makes you really tough? I see it a lot in academia with professors, jobs, workforce. Um, I know like at Spence, let's, let's take Spence for example, where that other job that you had, you know, that shitty one. Mm -hmm. uh, right. So can you imagine mm -hmm. if you were more of like a pushover right. and like you just accepted mm -hmm. like whatever they said, and this is what you're going to do. And you were just like, okay, here we go. I did good. Didn't I miss it? No. <laughs> yeah. I know. And that's kind of one of those things is like, it's so easy to like, to take on more work or to say like, oh, I'm going to, you know, um, give away something of mine and take on something of theirs. You know, that's kind of easy to do when it comes to jobs for some people. Um, sure. and that's when like burnout really, really, um, affects them. And then, and then they, you know, they have nothing left to really give to that job. And, you know, it, it sucks because especially some people stay in those jobs for so long, um, even though they're getting treated terribly. And then you also, and then you also see other people who might not be putting on that same workload. Um, and, but then also they get to move up 
even further than you do because they have a better social standing with some people. Like they can say no, but in a way that's not blatantly no. Right. Um, Or they can even pass off their work. Um, That happens plenty of times with people um, in the work. And with me, it was more of, uh, I actually had a lot of support from, you know, from Nas, from my mom, stuff like that. And, you know, even my girlfriend really helped me out with that stuff. Um, Because even they saw like, sometimes you have to see if what they're doing is actually wrong. And if, you know, you're actually valid in that way. Um, cause these things are making nice feel crazy. to see that. Yeah. yeah. It'll make it feel crazy. Like, Oh shit. I'm the weak one. I'm the immature one. I'm yeah. the, you know, one that's not doing enough. And then you're like gaslit into believing the shit that they tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. so you're right. Yeah, having the boundaries is, is, is tough. Um, you know, it's just so hard to, to get people to start doing these things though. The boundaries is always tough because it comes with like self-respect and then mm-hmm. it comes with lowering anxiety. And um, so how do we get to that point? Like you said, it takes time. It takes time, it takes time. Yep. Um, I want to say this and then we're going to, I'll kick it back to you, Vanessa. You see it a lot. Uh, and I want you to maybe talk on this. You see it a lot with, with women where the boundaries are pushed mm-hmm. and pushed and pushed for many different reasons. And you see it a lot with people of color, just in general, specifically also women of color. Um, yep. So they're right. There's that gender difference there. Can you speak all, uh, all about our listeners? Cause we, uh, a lot of women identifying it's about 70% of our podcast is women identifying. Cool. Um, so what would be your advice to folks like that, that, you know, are working too hard that, you know, are getting the boundaries pushed that have a hard time saying no. Uh, what do you say to folks mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good question. Um, <clears throat> I think the first place to start is remembering that boundaries are loving um i think a lot of times we either feel bad or we feel like especially i can't speak for women of color but i do know working with them and being friends with people of color a lot of the experiences like if i say something i'm angry or i'm not i'm perceived differently and so again it goes back to that like how do we i i think of um boundaries as a trauma response Um, you might get that term of like codependency where we feel like we need to take care of someone else first before we can take care of ourselves. Um, that's not my favorite term, but I do think it's really helpful. Um, but fawning is a, is a different term. It's kind of that grooming where we were learning, learning that we needed to like take care of someone else or make sure that they were happy or make sure that we're not like disturbing the peace. And so I think of, I think the most empowering thing is to help people realize a time when they have said no, or with a safe person when they've said no, and realize how that experience went. And then again, continue to help them notice what it feels like in their body when Mm. they're burnt out at a workplace and how they show up in that way. Cause then we can show up and it it can come out in icky ways, right? If we're not saying no. Yep. And then slowly build and build and build. All right. We say a little bit of no here. Or we turn this down or, or maybe we delegate some of the stuff like Spencer was saying onto other people that are actually more yeah. well-equipped to do it. Or we were like, Hey, you know, you know, uh, Ricky actually, you know, he doesn't have much on his plate. You know, you gave me about three tasks the other day and you know, it's not actually that equitable. And can you speak to your okay. supervisor or your manager about that? Um, so baby steps with safe people. Um, I see it a lot with setting boundaries with family members. So this movie is like spot on, which will lead a second into the next scene. Um, It's tough, especially if you're really religious and folks of color, because family's like key. So if you go against your family, 
or whatever the patriarchy or matriarchal, matriarchal figure is in there, right? It, uh, like, what are you doing now, right? You're going to get, what are you, what are you doing? The family is it. Uh, we're in America, everything's, you know, do your own thing. It's fine. You know, you segregate from the family pretty quickly. And these other cultures, this is not a thing. They live with the family. Uh, you live with multiple generations. We just did a podcast on Blue Beetle, so this will come out the week after that. Family is really, really... Dominique Toretto. Family. Dominic. It's not Dominique, it's Dominic. Dominique. He Dominican. <laughs> Dom- <laughs> what the hell is he? Is he Dominican? Is he, is he Cuban? What the hell is he? I think he is Dominican. Dominic. Dominic. Toretto. Are you talking about Vin Black? Diesel? Yeah, what the hell is he? Black and white. What are you talking about? Oh, He's shit. Yeah. I thought he was Dominican. No, he's Dominican. Hey, shut up, brother. Diesel? Hey. Diesel Dominican. Stage name. I mean, my stage right. name's Black. I couldn't think of the Black Lavender. What, what it was it called? Black Lavender. Yeah, Big Black, Black. Lavender. Brown Black Lavender. Lavender. Brown Suede. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I was thinking of a cow. I went with it. Um, appropriate. <laughs> so, <laughs> not good boundaries there. So these boundaries are a little bit different. These are the boundaries of me shutting the hell up. That's a different boundary than like setting yeah. them with other people. I need to set them for myself. Self-containment. <laughs> Self-containment. Shut up. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> this is why no one loves you. Jesus. Oh my God. All, All right. right. All right. <laughs> should talk to someone going? about that. I should talk to someone about that? Yeah, I need yeah. you to help me set boundaries for the... <laughs> Little demon child that's inside. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. He's just hungry. That's fine. Give him food. Walk away. <laughs> away. Um, intrigued about the uh, what you think more, right? The gender. So you mm-hmm. talked about women. Talked about different ways to do that. But then you pick this other scene uh, where she's getting messed with the whole show and that uncle's super creepy in the show, right? He, he's kind of an asshole. I think he lightens up later in the, in the series. Yeah. Yeah, but he's like an ass most of the time. How do how you go about this one, right? Because I want you to kind of therapize these and then I'll do some as well. It's an interesting mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. I will go in a direction, but tell me your thoughts. But I think again, right with holidays coming up and you get to see folks again, people might comment on your body or what you look like, or um, they commented on her hair and her intentions. And so I think that's becoming a more accepted boundary where we don't necessarily, it's not appropriate to comment on other folks' bodies or what their looks and giving compliments on maybe their capabilities or who they are or things like that. What would you say if someone came into you with that story, you know, they come in, Hey, this is what just happened. What would you say to them? And I want you to kind of like role play it. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be her. Oof. You know, they hate it. Okay. My parents just said all this shit. And I'm fucking sick of them. This is how they treat me. They don't ever let, they let my brother do everything. They don't let me do nothing. What do you, what do you say to that individual? that sees that there's Mm -hmm. this differentiation in the gender. Yeah. Again, validating, right? Of like, that sucks. What's, how is that feeling for you? What's, what's Mm -hmm. going on? How's that affecting you? And then where do you go with that? Do you go strategically to help them like talk or do you, do you help them figure Mm -hmm. out, Oh fuck, how long do we have to do with this? And again, that's where 
as a therapist, I don't tell people what to do, right? As you know. And so we, that's where I'd need to figure out of what are you comfortable with? What are, do we need to find you resources to live outside of your family house? Or do you need to just save up money and move out? Or do you, can you talk to your parents and can they hear it and accept it or all the other options? Suspense, you found the word. How did you figure yeah. that out? I literally just thought about it. I don't know why that was so hard. Double standards. I, I don't know why that was so hard. Oh, yeah. devil's advocate? No, double standard. Double, double standard. Oh, double standard. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I was I was researching everything. I was going through stuff, and I was just like, where is it? Where is it? Nothing, nothing, nothing. And then all of a sudden, Vanessa was talking. I was just like, double standards. Jesus. Yeah, there's just double standards. There's a set standard. For one person, and then there's for another one. And you see this a lot with clients. Sometimes you see it with different ages. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's a standard for, you know, the oldest, middle child, the youngest. You'll mm -hmm. see it with, you know, individuals. You'll see a different standard because they're disabled. We're like, oh, they can do that because, you know, they got autism. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, well, no, there's certain ways to be appropriate and also affirming. Uh, and then, yeah. like, train, not train, coach, uh, and to teach a young child. Um there's certain, definitely certain things when it comes to different genders. And then you look at different religions and it's very two separate standards. Um, I think at this, seeing this scene, I'm like, gross. That's the only thing I can think of is gross. Um, I can see being a dude and maybe me and Spence can talk about that. Be like, hey, you know, well, fuck it. I, I get to go. So I'm going to go ahead and leave you here. And you sit with mom and dad, you know, yeah. fuck it. Yeah. Right. And especially, is, is he the younger brother? I don't know. Do you know if he's younger or older? I can't remember. I feel like she might be younger, but I'm not completely sure. They're both old. Like there, she said she's 25, so she's still up there. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's kind of the thing also is like it, sometimes that also works. Like the youngest, maybe they were caught a little bit more and then they can do stuff. But I'm assuming in, the, in this, it's more about um, the fact that, you know, they don't really know like, oh, you're a woman. So, you know, you have to be, we have to be more cautious with you rather than he's a guy, then he can, you know, he'll be fine. He'll do whatever. He'll figure it out and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And that's kind of the thing too. It's like my mom set a lot of rules for me. Like I didn't really go out that much when I was, you know, younger. Cause it was more of like, I'd go outside and things like that, but it was more about like, when I was getting to that kind of age, it was like, I just didn't go out to like, you know, parties, clubs, things like that. Cause you know, my mom kind of set these rules of being like, I don't want you to get hurt. Sometimes she still does that shit too, where she's just <laughs> like, where are you going? <laughs> like when, when, what time are you going to be back? Mama, I'm I just... put my own pants on. Leave me alone. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I put them on for 10 years now. Yeah. I get that though. She just I'm 29, so 19. Damn. She's still helping me out. It's fine. It's all good. Yeah. I didn't uh, know. Was it left leg or right leg first? I don't know. Hey, I just jump in. Hey. <laughs> Vanessa, do you so did you have any of these uh issues with family members setting these things and you having any like, hey man, I'm doing this, I'm independent. Hey, let me let me fly, let me peacock. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I and generational trauma fun stuff to talk about but in my family lineage there's a lot of codependency and so <clears throat> really anxious parents and they they try to do some of that and i had to learn how to set boundaries and and they're respecting them fortunately but 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's tough to set boundaries with your family. What age did you start doing it more? Were you young and doing it, or was it when you were like, you know, forty-two? That was a joke. That's a good question. I, that was a joke. <laughs> um, definitely. I think my way of dealing it with a teenage as a teenager was to rebel. Oh. Um, wasn't necessarily setting them right, but was doing rebellious things. And then as I became older and more independent, and learned, you learn a lot in grad school. Yeah. Then I learned how to uh, separate myself and set more boundaries and express things instead of rebelling. Any issues that started to like seep out throughout life though, or maybe with like friends or partners or like job or even graduate mm-hmm. school, you said perfectionism, that's probably a oh, bond related yeah. issue too. Uh, totally. What are the ways that you saw it affect like your life? Yeah. I mean, in, in my personal history, I won't go too into depth, but like I've had some not great relationships or probably showed up not well in friendships myself. And, um, a lot of times what you'll see is in what I experienced too, is that I would set no boundaries and, and be kind of chill and nice. And, and then it would swing and finally be like, oh my gosh, this friend or this person or this job is, is taken so much, or I'm, I'm so tired of it. And then I would have to be done or I would have to like set a boundary and maybe they or the workplace or the person would get really angry and decide that they're done with me. Very well said. That actually ends up being a big issue a lot as a, as a mm-hmm. teacher and a professional, as a counselor, if you're kind of just free willy and just everything's fine and you let people do whatever they want, then as soon as you set a boundary as a teacher, as a counselor, they're like, oh, what's going on now? Now you're being an asshole. It's like, oh, no, sorry. So it's usually they say be a little bit more professional at first and slowly mm-hmm. lean into it. Um, for me, I'm very privileged being a very large male. Um, and so no matter what, you know, I'm always taken seriously because I can just change my tone and like, oh, yeah, you're terrifying. Yeah, uh, I respect you. I get respect in every room I go to. But very lucky. So I can be goofy on the podcast, still respected. I can be very feminine, very kind, soft-spoken, still very respected. Um, very lucky. Uh but I know what you mean when you don't set those boundaries. Because what a lot of folks would call it do, a lot of folks that are neurodivergent do is they just do more and more work, more and more work, more and more work. Yeah. And we're really good and really efficient at doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so since we're so efficient and so quick, they give us more because the other people don't have the highest output. So like, now nah, you're really good at getting people in and out of the door. We're going to give this person to you. I don't got three people on, on call now. Like, I don't know. <laughs> You know, well, you know, they spent a long time with a person. No, you need to train them on how to get better at their job. Uh, but, you know, I never said anything, and I just keep taking more and more. And one day I snapped. I was working at St. Mary's. Um, I didn't know what to do. One of my coworkers, lazy as shit, and uh, they had room to see this person. I'm like, I'm not seeing this person. Uh, I have too many people. She, like, snitches on me, the other person, because they didn't want to see them. And then my boss comes and talks to me in my room. I literally fucking lose my shit. I said, ain't your fucking slave. You need to tell the other person to do their fucking job. And Spence knows me when I get overstimulated, I just start shaking and crying. So I'm just sitting there shaking and crying. And she's like, I'm going to let you settle down. And I'm going to come back. What you need to do is tell the other asshole to do her job. Uh, You see him schedule. So because I saw so many students, it's the expectation wind of setting an expectation like you maybe in friendships or relationships that it's okay. I'll just do it. Or I'll put up with all your shit. 
But I'll support you no matter what. Unconditional love. No such fucking thing as unconditional love. There's conditions to everything. Yeah. Yeah. There's conditions for me and Spenship's love and friendship. Right? And he randomly starts treating, you know, me or my family like shit. That's a condition that can't be broken. If I start mm. treating him poorly, his ma, his father, uh, you know, his girlfriend, right? He probably let me treat his sister like shit, but no one else. Hey, you know what? Had it coming. Hey, <laughs> Jesus. There's that double standard. Yeah, there's that double standard. He's That's a, right. Yeah, there's a double Well, I mentioned all women before, so it's not that double standard. Double standard all right, for double her. standard, whatever you yeah. say, homie. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Mr. Double standard over there. No, <laughs> y'all all can get it. <laughs> um, but there's always, and I tell my clients that too, you're going to think I'm a bad person. I will never think you're a bad person unless you're actively hurting one of my clients or one of my loved ones. They'll be like, oh, for real? I'm like, trust me. I don't give a shit what you do. Just don't hurt nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, boundaries, really tough. I know for me, uh, there's never an issue in relationships. It's always shown up in uh, family dynamics with parents and mm-hmm. uh, work. But friends, always been good. Uh, romantic yeah. stuff, always been good. But work and then family members, it's hard to say no. Yeah. And especially if the parent then calls you a piece of shit for saying no. And they'll do that. The parents, you yeah. know, they'll manipulate you. Oh, you just don't love me. Not, I didn't love you because I didn't loan you $5,000? Mm-hmm. The fuck? Um, yeah. I don't love you because I decided not to pick up all your emotional damage? Because I didn't side with you. I'm, this is my student speaking now. Because I didn't side with you from all the trauma that you're talking about, even though dad's awesome, but you saying he's a piece of shit and we're getting divorced and you're blaming on him. Actually, you're the super toxic one that screams and yells and manipulates everyone. But then the parent will flip yeah. it on the kiddo. You don't yeah. love me. And then the parent will start crying and now you have to soothe the parent. Interesting. Yeah. Or Spence, this is a good one. Mm-hmm. When you got folks that'll... You know, you confront someone about, you know, racial issues or maybe even straight folks uh, running as a queer individual and then they start crying and then you got to like be like, oh, mm-hmm. you got to take care of that white individual. And like, so now I'm taking, wait a minute, you called me something bad and now, and now I checked you on it and now I got to be like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> You're not a bad person, Tiffany. Mm-hmm. A lot of women of color go through that. A lot of dudes of color, we won't, we won't just say shit. We'll be like, man, you know, fuck you. Yeah. Women are just so awesome. Women identifying folks, so loving, so empowered. Um, but since they've been trained to be like, hmm, let me be nice and kind to the boys, we can be complete asses. Um, I was like, nope, fuck your feelings. Where everyone else is like actually good humans. <clears throat> Women. <laughs> and they're like, let me care for you. <laughs> just be angry. It's okay to be angry, women. Mm-hmm. I speak for all women. Uh, yep, you are. You're up there with that. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. So, do you want to cut to the the last scene? Go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. So, why? Let's ask first. Like, why? Why? Why'd you pick this scene? Out? Yeah, There's you, a lot going need, on. We need you to talk about this. So, right? yeah. You gotta. You just need to start talking and go. Because what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. So, you don't like Arabs. We get it. <laughs> Oh. I'm joking. Sarcasm's people. Sarcasm. Hey everyone, thanks for watching our show today. We just wanted to take some time to give a special shout out to our collaborator, Cat and Raven Design. 
They are a small queer-owned business that specializes in LGBTQ plus pride soaps. They have great designs, some that even look good to eat, but don't. You can get 10% off your entire order if you use the code DSP or go to our link tree. Help support this great small business and help give back to a great community. Hey everyone, I'm here to talk about our new collaborator, Toink Toys. They have a wide selection of, you guessed it, toys and other great collectibles. They have products from Marvel, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and everything pop culture. You could say they put the toy in Toink. So go check them out at toink.com and use our code Different Spectrums Podcast to get 10% off your entire order today. There's, I mean, this scene, there's a lot of uncomfortable things and gray area things and a lot of topics. Um, So I think it, it was just a scene that really, I feel like, showed how Rami would, and I think for individuals who have a tough time knowing what your values and boundaries and identity is, it's really hard to set boundaries when we're in uncomfortable situations if we don't know that. And so you see him just kind of like, just really uncomfortably going through all of these different scenarios in this scene and watching him try to navigate it. So I think that's how I chose it. Okay. What was the most cringe for you? Because there was about five different interactions that were very cringe. Uh, <laughs> um, I think it was really, really hard. Um, I mean, the, the cringiest one was Steve trying to um, explain why it was okay for him to have sexual relationships with a 16-year-old. And as Rami was trying to say, hey, this probably isn't okay to do. So that was that, to me, stands out as the cringiest thing. Um, and then there were just so many other ones, right. Of, of watching Rami kind of try to navigate the scenario and like show up and then also try to like set boundaries at the same time. Spence, what was the cringiest for you, brother? Probably when he's talking to the the girl and she's like literally like I'm going to kill myself. I'm like Jesus Christ! And then also the fact that he drank, even though that's like against his whole his whole freaking everything. Like you're not supposed to drink, and then he takes a drink just to make sure that she's feeling comfortable and stuff like that. And then at the end, didn't really. Make- why? I don't understand why you drank it. Why do you just spit it back in, in the cup? Just, oh, yeah, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Was that what the only way to validate her? I don't know. The whole fucking house was terrible. You had to show her like what was in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. No, I could have just sat there with her. Yeah. And I think that was probably pretty big. He did not know how to kind of, I mean, he did as best as he could, I okay. think, like just being like very positive and being like, Hey, come on. It's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's it's fine. Yeah. Can you imagine? Cause I don't think, don't, I mean, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he's really had any type of like suicidality in the show. Right. Mm-mm. And so, uh, sometimes that's kind of hard to really, you know, kind of talk to somebody about 
especially if you don't really connect on that mm-hmm. level, if you haven't had those thoughts, or those feelings mm-hmm. before. I mean, yeah. I've definitely had friends who, you know, act like that, but, and you try the best you can to be positive, but sometimes it's just not enough. And, you know, it's hard to connect on that level. Yeah, it, it is. It's hard to navigate that even for counselors, bro. Not yeah. to mention some random aid that's in a weird situation and now buying alcohol for young women. And it's oh, all cr- the cringiest part is when she's touching his beard to me, like the one where he's talking to the young dude, yeah. and he's trying to negotiate why it's acceptable. Mm. Pretty tough. Uh, obviously, I see myself as is is him and then her coming on to him. I'm like, oh, my God, how did you put yourself in this? You got closer to her. You know, you know, I don't like physical touch, Spence. Like, you got yeah. closer to her? No, 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 no. When mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the office with clients, they're like on the other corner. I'm like, yeah, you you go over there. Yeah. You go over there. Um, and she rubs his beard, and I'm just like, and then the braces. I'm like, bruh, why are you? Go get homeboy out of the room. You're going to get in trouble. Like, you're going you're gonna to get in trouble as the old old and like the chaperone. Um, mm-hmm. Super cringe. Uh the gas station scene, also mm. super cringe. Uh, he's like, you know, yo, you're Muslim too. He's like, oh, Muslim what's up, brother? Ah. Oh, yeah. Mm. What's this? <laughs> <laughs> what you need them rubbers for? <laughs> Don't worry about it, man. It's for my friend. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's all good. No, let me get your friend out the car. It's for me. Yeah, no, it's, but I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I might not do it. I might, you know, hey. because he doesn't want to be seen as a bad person to anyone he doesn't want to feel you know and i'm assuming that you know it's a very close-knit like muslim community there so yeah might uh they spot him later i know they might say something later like hey (laughs) Uh i saw your ass drinking uh you never know man there's just so many weird situations the amount of events that have to go to that to that extent, the way that that dude treats him, I don't care if you're disabled or not. You don't treat anyone like you treat Rami. Um, mm-hmm. So many racial remarks all the time. Treat him like pure shit all the time. I get the kids got medical trauma. I get it. That also does not give you the right to hurt other individuals. Mm-hmm. And so you see it throughout the movie. You see it throughout this scene. Another cringe thing was like, just yell. Uh, what do you say? Allah. And I'm like. <laughs> Allah. I'm, I'm like, for it's real, bro. Right. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. It's so hilarious. fucking inappropriate, bro. I swear to God. I'm trying to. I'm about to set that dude. I'm about to cut his brakes and just let him go down a hill. <laughs> but but then you also have to, I, you know, devil's advocate. You have go to ahead. also play out the fact that uh, Remy uses kind of him as like a crutch when it comes to if he's feeling bad and then he's like, Oh, let me take care of this guy so I can feel better. That's wrong also. So it's like, mm-hmm. they're both kind of playing their own little, you know, guilt there. So yep. he wants to soothe, to help everyone. You see it a lot. I love how the, the daughter has a ton of good, like boundaries and she's like setting shit and talking back. And then he's the very soft one that just takes everything on. Yeah. Um, interesting how they wrote those characters. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't even know how the hell you would therapize this, Vanessa. Like, straight up, if someone told you that, I'd be like, holy shit, do I have to report this? Yeah. Yep. That would what... be a first concern. I'd be like, <laughs> so that's the 16 is the law there? That's, then now you know. That's the same here. 
Yeah. Is it the same in Minnesota? I think it's actually 15 here. No Is lie. It? I think so. Yeah. I think it was 18. Mm-mm. Age of consent in Minnesota, I think it's 15. Yeah. Oh, no. Bro, yeah. Google this. Let me double check that before yeah. I actually before so you, I don't get You'll get some people in trouble now. Like, wait a minute! I thought. <laughs> wait, wait a minute! A podcast told set my, me set my profile lower now. <laughs> Not me. Oh. Other people will. No, no, it's sixteen in Minnesota. Okay. Still, yeah. sixteen is still super young, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, good point. That leads me to this. What did you think about that? How he was telling him about consent. Do you, do, do you, what are your thoughts on that? I actually thought he was very well spoken on how he was talking about consent. Rami speaking to Steve or Steve? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I think you watch Steve and this is where, you know, if Steve were to come into my office and he were to say these things, it would be like, okay, well, how do we work through, like, you can see his self-worth where he goes, I'm, I'm, people aren't going to be interested in me. And you can see him doing those mental gymnastics of why he's doing what he's doing. And so I think Rami did a really nice job of trying to say this probably isn't okay, even though you're saying this stuff well like very specifically he's like okay well, I mean, she's super young she's in high school man no no but age kids is, is 16 but man dude she's drunk so how can she even consent to doing anything because she's so inebriated well you know you don't understand man well you know he's doing good at laying out the law like dude this is a bad choice all around congrats mm-hmm. to him for like doing his best in those moments even though it's horrible boundaries and i get it you know, obviously you need to go further uh, and you would have to either remove, if that's your client, you'd be like, Hey, what are we doing? Um, or if that's your client, you'd be like, you know, this is something I will have to report. If you, if you mention like the individual's name and they are under the age. Uh, thankfully yeah. I've never had that issue. Um, but he did good at that because people don't understand that. I, I want to be very clear on this. If you are intoxicated or if your partner is intoxicated, then both of you legally under the law cannot give consent. So both of you will be prosecuted under the law. Didn't matter what age you are. If you're fucking 50. If you're like high and inebriated or drunk, then you technically assaulted each other. And you'd be like, oh, no, it was fine. Well, one of you reports that it wasn't fine. And that is going to come into play. The usage of that. When you're at college campuses, we know that assault uh, trigger warning. Yeah, Folks, I'm going to talk about assault real quick. We know that the majority of the assaults happen in the first couple of weeks of school. Um, and it's when they're doing the welcome week and all that stuff, a lot of drinking. And that's usually when it all starts. A lot of the freshmen don't really know boundaries, what's going on, right? It's just all new. Uh, and I always tell the students, well, you know, we're having a good time. I don't care if you have a good time. I don't care if you have a friend. I don't care if you have a party. If they're drunk, you need to be cautious. And if you like the person, you need to talk to them later. Mm-hmm. You know, well, how are you just going to tell me to stop? Hey, man, it's fine. But when you get arrested... Don't come asking for me for therapy because you did, you know, you fucked up now and you ruined your life. Just letting you know. So all my young men that I talk to are trained. First couple of weeks and all the one young women I talk to, even though this is horrible that I'm about to say this. I shouldn't have to say this, but like men should just be better and you should never have to worry about your safety or your, you know, being hurt. But we know the reality is that it's not the best place, especially on college campus in a frat house. You should be able to go in there and have a blast. But we know that most likely that's not the reality that we live in. So we need you to be cautious. We need you to stay with your friends. You need to watch your drinks. If you are drinking, if you're age or under the age, I don't really care. Because it's not my place to judge on that. Obviously, it's illegal. But, right, we don't report people for that. You need to make sure that you're safe. 
because humans are kind of trash. There are a lot of wonderful people, and some of them will probably protect you in the house. I know on St. Mary's campus, I asked students, I didn't have my personal students, but students got in trouble for drinking, and then there was some assault stuff. I know the students that stepped in majority of the time. I'm like, this is a good boy. Look at this boy. Right. Uh, and I shouldn't uh, give like props for people for just being good people, but I'm like, nah, some people are legitimately saved people's lives from like, years of trauma. Um, so maybe if he took it another step further, it would be awesome. Um, I'm glad they talked about that just because people don't understand the law. Yes. You don't understand what good, healthy boundaries are, um, specifically in the college age or young age, right? They're high school kids. Can you imagine how fucked up they got to be? Those, those two young girls, all the drugs and alcohol. And then the young girl was so suicidal. And then she had the cuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was heart wrenching. I, I forgot about that. Um, so Vanessa, I'm going to pose a question and then we'll wrap up here. Yeah. Have you ever heard this before where anyone doesn't matter the gender has told you, this is supposed to be the happiest years of my life. It's terrible. What is the point of moving on? If they say this was the good part and now the good part sucks, what's the point of living? Has anyone ever told you that? And and then if so, how have you worked through that? That's suicidality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, suicide is a really, it's a tough thing to, ex- suicidal thoughts, right, are tough enough for someone to experience it. Um, and it's tough to tell some, like, it's not my job to sit and argue with them and say that that's not true which you kind of see Rami do. And so what I think is important when we're feeling that hopelessness or that despair is we get to sit and listen and hold space for that person. And sometimes that helps them Mm -hmm. just hurt and get out of it. Um, I also think of it as like our, our neurology and our physiology is bringing us to a place where we feel like there's no other option. And so by doing some grounding or safety or helping people go to something that feels safer, even if it's like seeing a bird out your window, that's a way to help us get out of that. Because when we're, when we're feeling that hopeless, a lot of times we're in some really old primitive neurology Mm -hmm. and it's also okay. I think the next step is building out their networks for safe people. So making sure that they have good community to be with, like, you know, this is terrible. This is terrible. I'm like, well, so what's your expectations? Like Spencer said, you know, he's not a big partier and I'm not a big partier, you know, right? So everyone's like, the college experience. Well, ours were different probably than others, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, you know, that can really hurt someone. Like, damn, you know, I'm a, I'm not normal. I'm not having fun. I'm not getting wasted and, like, hooking up all the time. That's not everyone's, like, happy place. Yeah. Um, so what are the things that do make you happy, which me and Spence talk about all the time on this podcast? What are the little, small, simple joys, the activities? Um, special interests, where are they? Invest in those, find your community that also has similar interests, and then maybe your life will be a little bit better. Yeah. We can't make a lot of things better, though. If, like, you're getting physically, mentally, emotionally, like, abused or taken advantage of in some of those ways, that's tough. So now we have to, like, talk about housing and try and figure that out, you know, financial aid, try and figure that out. So you got to social work it sometimes to help the mm-hmm. context, because even though if you tell them cognitive therapy things, the, the environment is still bad. Um, yeah. So for her, it would be like, what's the environment? Let's talk about, you know, what are, what are we doing uh, for the self-harm and why are we doing it? Um, is there small ways to set better boundaries? Because then she latches on to him. He shows her just a little bit of kindness. And then she gets ready to, like, want to be physical or sexual with him. Yeah. You know, it's not good. So that's for someone that's just looking for love or kindness. Yeah. Um, 
felt for her out of everyone in this entire series. Go figure. I feel the most pain, Spencer, for a little white girl. <laughs> All Arabs in there. All Arabs. See, that's what they do, Spencer. The white people they get they you feel bad. The white girl so sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are so sad. Uh, I'll say this now. And um, we think people uh, as weak, specifically women. We think we see women of color. We see more strong. We know this through the studies, right? We see folks of color. They have a higher pain tolerance. We sexualize them more. We think that they're fine. Um, but just because you may be petite or small or women identifying does not mean that you are weak. Uh, and so sometimes we treat people with kid gloves and we forget they're strong as shit. And that girl, I felt really sad for, still probably a little badass and been through a whole lot of shit, right? And still here. Sometimes you just need to make it through the day to get to the next day. And maybe we got a shot of like, you know, three, four days, a month from now being a better day. That's how I would talk to her. Hey man, you doing okay? You 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 making it? I'm not I'm not about to kiss you, but you making it. <laughs> Spence, I would never be in that possession in my entire fucking life. No, no, uh, I I personally made it a judgment call in my life to be like. I'm never, I don't like being around people who are drunk slash, especially women who are drunk. Cause I'm just like, mm -mm. my mom taught me like really early on, like you'd be cautious about who you're around and make sure, you know, be respectful and everything. And yep. so it's like, even with partners, like I don't even like when they're drunk and they're like, it's fine. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, too drunk. You mean like wasted drunk? Because I know you didn't. Yeah, like but that. You, you sometimes even like just like Tips a little. Drunk. Yeah, I'm, sometimes I'm still like, hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, that's just cautious. How, how cautious side of me? How are you when 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 Colin was drunk as hell for his baby shower? How were you with that? Because he was Look, he damn near died. Let me tell you something. He got muscles. <laughs> he could have killed us. I know he could if he let's be honest if he was like an aggressive drunk he probably could have like done some damage there yep but he's a chill guy so it was really yeah. easy easy he just wants yeah. to hug you and then lay in the shower <laughs> I've actually heard it someone it, like one of Dom's friends actually said like they did that and I was like what the fuck maybe just it's not the shower thing. Yeah, you just drunk. Sit, sit in the shower yeah. when you're drunk Vanessa have you ever heard this where people get super wasted and they'll just kind of sit in the shower. I feel like I don't know if I know anyone personally, but I feel like maybe I've heard of it. Like it's yeah. supposed to be like cold water or something to wake like a wife's tail, right? No idea. I don't know. I just thought they liked the water on their face or something. Yeah, on the body. I don't know. He just sat in there and he literally almost drowned like in an inch of water in the shower. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, no, it was like a bad situation. I almost lost it's my terrible, best friend, but it's so. hilarious. He's fine. <laughs> The baby he yeah. has since then is gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. So it's for uh, a baby shower? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. this is, yeah, the bachelor. Oh. What do they call the baby oh, shower? The diaper party? It? Diaper parties. No, what'd you call it? The, the man party. A baby party. shower? No, I called it a man party, I think. Oh, gender no, reveal? It wasn't a man party. It was something else. Man, what is it? What'd you call it? It was something really dumb. It was diaper party, and I thought I called it a man, sh a man shower. There it is. It did turn out to be a man shower. Hey, there you go. <laughs> what? All these months later. Hey, I like a good man shower. Let me stop. <laughs> calm down. Calm I'm down. 
I'm sweating. <laughs> Can't talk about Colin's muscles. Uh, you'd be like, oh, oh good lint. I got goosebumps. My nipples are and shit. <laughs> <Let me stop. laughs> okay, well, that's what the we like to call a wrap. Yeah. Uh, oh, Spence. What? We got to do this now. Yes, yes. How how was the podcast? How was how was your first time on a podcast? How did you enjoy us as humans? Uh, were, were we trash? I was trash. Spence was good. <laughs> you guys weren't trash. Um, <laughs> you, you made it really easy to like talk, and I also appreciate how entertaining you are, so that I can just be. And yeah, it was fun. So okay. thank you. You're welcome. Yes. Yeah. That will probably be real. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what rating do I get? Does that get to be Ooh, I'm kidding? <laughs> no. You can rate us. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have to pose like that when when you said that? You're like rate us. It's a seven. I should. <laughs> I wanted to say ten. I just like the number seven. You do. It's a weird obsession. Anyways, thank you, Vanessa, for coming on. How can people reach you? Or, you know, if they want to set up like a therapy session, how would they do that? Yeah. Yeah. So I my Instagram handle is abound and flourish counseling MN. Um, my link is in the bio there if you want to go to my website, and then you can shoot me an email. Folks are able to text or call, and then we can take it from there. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. And then also, everyone, go check out the show Remy on Hulu. Yeah, it's good. It has my boy Mo in there. So there you go. That's already. All, all the Arabs. <laughs> all of them. Any of them in Hollywood, they're in the show. That's how it is. <laughs> it's like the Tyler Perry of Arabs, this show. Oh, my God. Hopefully it's not as badly written. Uh, no, never mind. Really Sorry, that was a joke. Uh, Tyler Perry, don't sue us. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Uh, so yeah, with that, go check out all of our great collaborators. Like I said before, we'll go into the description of this video uh, if you want to click on the link. And then also, please go check out Vanessa. Um, do you also do you only practice in Minnesota or do you practice in other states as well? Okay. Yeah. So. Right now, I'm just licensed in the state of Minnesota. Okay. Okay. All right. Yep. So go ch if you're in Minnesota. Hey, check out Vanessa. There you go. There you go. All right. And with that, uh, this is the Different Spectrums podcast. I'm Spencer. That's Nas. All right, everyone. Much love. And remember, take care of yourselves. Or don't. And that's completely up to you. All right. Peace. Bye.